0: Welcome once again to the Conversations That Matter Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. We have a special opportunity today to explore something that I don't ever, I don't think I ever have actually gotten into in any kind of detail, and that is women's ministry. Women's ministry. Um, One of the things that I've noticed over the past, well, three years, four years since uh, the social justice movement really got going full steam in evangelical circles and Uh, there were lament sessions and there were uh, talks about reparations and and all the rest, is that oftentimes when a church went, quote unquote, woke, it was because something happened in the women's ministries or a women's Bible study at that particular church. So one of the popular books was Be the Bridge. And uh, I don't know how many times I heard this story repeat itself, but I did, uh, that the women's Bible study Got a hold to be the bridge, and they started doing that in their small group, uh, and 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 that created a situation where women were coming to the pastor and saying, why, "Why can't you speak about this from the pulpit?" And the pastor wanted to please them and ended up uh, pulling the whole congregation in a not so great direction. And, uh, and and of course, men are perfectly capable of bringing in bad doctrine. There's no question about it, but. Uh, there does seem to be a hook in women's ministries that is somewhat different, that, that operates in a different way, and, um, and is, is something that I'm probably just not as uh, knowledgeable about because I'm not a woman. I'm not going to these conferences. The, a lot of that material doesn't appeal to me as a guy, so I'm ignorant. And so uh, I think it's important to understand, though, what's happening in women's ministries or some of, the th- some of the threats that can come in through them. And that's why I am pleased to be joined by Melissa Lex this morning. Melissa Lex is a homeschool mom. She is an administrator for LEARN, which is a homeschool co-op in Southern New Jersey out of Faith OPC. And you can go to her website, ttew.org, ttew.org, and you will find all sorts of information Uh, profiles of different teachers in women's ministries and conferences and so forth so Melissa thank you so much for being willing to talk to me about this and help listeners understand some of the challenges out there
1: yeah no thank you thank you for giving me the opportunity um, sharing my information so that I can help women uh, learn discernment yeah definitely
0: Tell me why you decided to start focusing on women's ministries specifically. Because if you start a podcast, you can go in all kinds of different directions. But you're you're narrow in the sense that you just you, you don't want to talk about what J.D. Greer's doing. You want to talk about what what what's Beth Moore doing. What what are some of these other figures I actually haven't heard of? We'll get into.
1: Um, well, it is sort of a long story, but I'll make it as short as I can. I just noticed in my own life, uh, after being heavily involved, grows, growing up Christian, just being heavily involved in women's ministry, um, that I just felt like my I wasn't growing, um, but I grew up in a very kind of secret sensitive um, church. And... Um, had a a kind of um, incident in my church where I really started questioning um, how biblical it was. And from there, just kind of developed a more uh, biblical view, went more reformed in my theology. And then I started to see uh, other women uh, having those same type of problems, same type of questions. And I started to realize that, well, it's prevalent. And women's ministry so um yeah that's kind of what i how i got the podcast started was um just uh first i started on marco polo just shooting um answering questions and dealing with uh, women's ministry bible studies as we were going through it i we you know we used online especially during covid and um were messaging each other that way, and I thought, well, I'm answering the same questions over and over, so maybe if I just put on an audio file and found um, anchor and that's how <laughs> that started. It just kind of grew into this separate thing completely on its own, <laughs> so yeah
0: well, you know m- women's ministry, uh, like I said, is not something that I'm as knowledgeable about, but it, it seems when I've seen advertisements for women's Bible studies or conferences, even at my own church, uh, I'm thinking more years ago, but they were, um, the message, the, the attraction was much different than for a, a, a men's retreat or something where, and, and maybe you can put your finger on this better than I'm trying to put my finger on it, but w- women's ministries seem to, uh, they, they, they seem to have a message oftentimes of, if you do this course, or if you come to our conference, we're going to get you to this kind of next level of satisfaction with your life. I I suppose, uh, not that men can't be appealed to on on a basis of a message like that, but I think men's ministries, they're, they're not, they're, they're not usually not appealing to, um, you being satisfied with your life. It's more, it's not, I don't want to say it's not as focused on you because they can be, I'm actually having hard time finding the words myself for what the difference is, but there's a, uh, men tend to be, you know, I, I suppose, more externally goal oriented.
1: Mm-hmm. So we're
0: going to learn this, you know, you come mm-hmm. and you will learn this, which will help you with this task, but it's not necessarily even about you and your life or, or your marriage. Whereas women's ministries is more, and maybe this is the difference between home and uh, w- women being more focused on uh, the home and, and men being more focused on the outside world. And, um, but you know, there's, there's not. I don't see as many apologetics resources for women and stuff. It's not very deep right. theology generally for women. Right. It, it tends to be. Um, it, it seems kind of self-helpy and and uh, cheap or or shallow psychological stuff. Am, am I tracking right? Do, do you know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to express to you? What, what how yeah. would you express that? What's the difference?
1: Um. Well, I would kind of call it a emotional. There's an emotional underlying. Uh, motivation behind it. Uh we we thrive off of relationships and um uh, and yeah, it's, we're not exactly necessarily goal or- oriented. Um but it's always kind of a how it makes us feel. There is a lot of books on um for women like conquering restlessness. Uh Jenny Allen has some kind of book about being restless. Um, and uh, certain feelings. Con- uh, one of her books also is getting out of your head. Um, yeah, so they're very, um, like emotionally centered, trying to always make you feel like, you- how do I say this? Uh, satisfied in what you're doing. And I think that's because there's a kind of disillusionment among women, um, because we don't know our roles. <laughs> we don't know biblically how to be a biblical woman, and so we're not satisfied um, constantly being told uh, in women's ministry specifically to find your calling, find your purpose, and it's never really focused on the home. The home is just a second, secondary thing, um, and that's really your feminism entering into women's ministry. It's it's the same type of mentality just at a le- lesser level than the world pushes feminism. Um but yeah, I would definitely agree with uh it, there's not discernment there because it's not about discernment and ne- not necessarily about truth. It's more about the feels and emotions.
0: That's an excellent uh description. And I so so one of the things you said it's it's ne- they they don't see their role as much in these uh, materials, uh, especially as it pertains to the home. And, and I think what w- what I see in, in the few things I have seen from advertisements for women's conferences and ministries is that uh, often it's it, it's what you said. It, it is you're in the home, you're kind of stuck with these kids or this husband or this life that you didn't maybe plan on and that the rest of the world is telling you isn't really satisfying and, and maybe you don't feel quite satisfied and you'd rather, uh, but it's saying in that situation that you find yourself in, have some self-focus and, and some self-care and, uh, and, and here's the things that you can do in the situation. many women find themselves in to, uh, try to achieve some level of satisfaction, but yeah, they're, they're not finding it in the role. Um, and, and, you know, men, we have the same problems. I mean, it's not like yeah. we, we don't, but it, it, we're, we're wired differently, I suppose, and uh, it, and so it doesn't come across the same way. We don't have all the self help stuff as much. Um, yeah, and you know, one of the things I was thinking before um, having you on was that um, you know, women's ministry is kind of a new thing, isn't it? I mean, this isn't this doesn't have a long history of, yeah. of specialized ministries, conferences, books exclusively focused on women.
1: Yeah. LifeWay has been a big um, uh, 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 push behind that. LifeWay with their books. Um, uh, it it after COVID, you had an even more boom. And and um, so, say for example, the If Gathering started back in uh, 2014, um, but it really um, boomed because. Um, COVID hit and every uh, churches were closed, because now women's ministry has become a total entity on its own, really. LifeWay has uh, helped with that through the books and the conferences and stuff like that. But but If Gathering itself is probably the leader in women's ministry, um, one of the biggest Uh, ministries, parachurch ministries in in regards to that. Uh, And that's because they do online um, conferences. And so because of that, it's not where it used to be. Women's ministry was kind of centered specifically specifically individual churches and maybe you'd hear a conference like Beth Moore might show up to where I'm at in in Philly and so the church would hear about it and go to the conference and then go back and do a bible study or uh, one of her books or something like that now you have it where individual women themselves can go online can sign up to be (coughs) a host excuse me a host that if for if um and it's called an if local and she can invite people to her home and do a bible study and it can incorporate all denominations and even unbelievers and so it, i mean she the idea is brilliant but it's dangerous <laughs> do
0: they work with the church or is this just totally outside the church it,
1: no it can be completely it, they can so um like a church can say uh it so when I was involved in, in women's ministry, I was invo- involved on the board. Um, usually, you know, you, you you'd, uh, consult the el- elders and be like, hey, we want to do this. And they would just kind of be like, OK, yeah, they might check it out a little bit and, and um, give the OK. And then from there, we set up the conference and it can be held at a church. Um, this right. You don't have to be at a church to do an if local. They don't necessarily check that. I can go in and um, pay for the viewing. And like I said, invite as many women as I want. It's become a completely separate separate entity now.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about if for the viewers. I've never heard of it before. I think you told me about it. And it's a big conference. And I guess it's because it's women's ministry that I haven't heard of it. But it's, it's very influential, and I, I would imagine gaining influence. Uh, what's the con- concern that you have about this? What, what, you know, theological things are...
1: Oh, there are several, <laughs> several <laughs> theological issues I kind of have with IF. Um, one of my issues, I think the biggest, biggest issue I have is it's very social gospel light. Um, besides the... Okay, so... When you separate women's ministry from women's roles, you are going to uh, try and push women into discipleship. There's a lot of, uh, under the guise of discipleship, there's a lot of encouragement to um, pursue discipleship apart from the home. So it's it's not really about discipling your kids, being a helpmate to your husband. It is about um you know participating in social work and they don't clearly say that but her ministry involves uh, such or, or invites such other ministries as um be the bridge um let's see i'm trying to think of some of the others uh, she just has uh invited several other um people to speak that are quite popular. Uh here's an, another example is um Dr. Kurt Thompson who's kind of not very well known. Um but he has his own ministry too which is more psychologically uh he's a psychiatrist so it's psychologically based and um so women come into this ministry and they're selling their books and they're selling their ministry and um women sign up for it after hearing the speakers so you have uh in people coming in to speak and women fall for it because they just they don't have discernment um yeah, that's probably one of the biggest issues that I that I see is just uh, the other ministries that are not biblical, that teach false. They do teach falsely um, and women fall for it.
0: So who are the, the big names then? Uh, you know, I've obviously heard of Beth Moore. Right. But yeah, the, you have a number of other names on your website. Uh, and I know we probably can't talk about all of them, but like, you know, top three or four big names that in women's ministries that are uh, pushing the needle in the wrong direction uh, that pose a threat to the church of Jesus Christ. And and then, Mm -hmm. and why do they pose a threat? What kind of teachings are they bringing in that women are uh, being subverted by?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, Jenny Allen, I would say is one of the bigger ones um, just because of her ministry. So uh, the, if, if ministry not only has the conference, uh, that's just the, the push to get, that's just where the door is opened. Then they go to the if leads and then they can actually uh, learn how to lead, be a woman in leadership and uh, host other Bible studies on their own. So Jenny Allen, I would say is, right now is one of the bigger ones and where her theology is wrong is she, in my From my study of her Bible studies, she incorporates other uh, philosophies such as positive psychology into her books and um, and stuff like that. I I have nothing against psychology and man's observation, but I do have a problem with uh, bringing it into a Bible study and using it as a lens to look at scripture. Um, I think that's just not where we start. We start with scripture first, and then we can uh, look at uh, psychology or the studies of the brain and stuff like that. Scripture should be our starting point. And I think that's where I disagree with her a lot. She does it with a lot of her studies. She's got another study co- coming, or it's not coming out. It is already out called Arise, and that is on social um uh, social gospel, social justice as well. Um, so, um, another person that I would say, um, is more, they're not, they're not as, um, social gospel-y, but they're more, um, um, they undermine scripture by teaching and preaching to men and have a more feminist, um, they, they act in more feminist ways. I don't know how to, how to say this because one of the things is when I look at a woman and the way I kind of discern it is if she's going to undermine scripture by her actions, by preaching and teaching over men. So another one that's pretty popular, Sadie Robinson, um, she, uh, twists scripture. She doesn't know how to handle scripture. She starts out with talking about, Life instances and from that, then brings in scripture. Um, another one is Bianca Olsoff, who is an associate, pa- is also a pastor of her own church with her husband. Um, who else that I would say are really more, right? We see Beth Bethmore. I think a lot of people in our camp actually know, <laughs> know the problems with Bethmore. Um, but well, Beth, uh, yeah. Beth
0: Moore is so big. And that's why yeah. I think she and very influential. Uh, I remember years ago, I was in college ministry and we had a, um, a, a advisor for our group because you had to have an advisor on campus who um, he and he he suggested to me uh, the Beth Moore Bible studies. And I was like, wasn't that for that's for women, right? And he's like, no, I, I mean, I do it. I, and, yeah. and I think that's why Beth Moore is as known as she is, is there were a lot of men who were involved in uh, her material, even if it was aimed at women. And and she just reached a level of stardom that uh, I, I don't know if any of the others have. But, um, the, you know, the, the preaching to men thing has become, I think, the red line in a way with women's ministry for, um, for, for at least – The more conservative minded, uh, theologically conservative minded men, Mm -hmm. they because I haven't ever heard anyone say women's you shouldn't have women's ministry, like women shouldn't have uh, people who uh, speak to the challenges in their life that have also experienced them and help them get through it and all. Like, that's I've never heard that critique. Um, what I have heard though is that well, they can't speak to a mixed audience, though that's that's in violation of uh, several passages that say women should not have authority biblically over a man ecclesiastical authority in the setting of the church and this is where the needle is being pushed it seems Mm -hmm. to me um Mm -hmm. like yeah even you know there's a fine line it seems like with even sadie robertson who i believe i think she spoke at liberty university if i'm not mistaken
1: so it's jenny allen Mm -hmm. she she really
0: okay Mm -hmm. well that's makes me feel good about uh so (laughs) <laughs> so, so they they've spoken to these large audiences, and they are mixed audiences. And you may think college, they're college kids, but they're mm-hmm. there's adults in there. Now, there's there there, and we should be treating college age people as adults. But uh, but there is a precedent that gets set when in, in these large settings like that that it's per- perfectly permissible. And then when you have a pastor who's more biblical and someone who's affected by the if gathering or they went to Liberty or they, you know, wherever they saw this, they come in and they say, pastor, can't we have this material here? Can't we invite this speaker? And the pastor, you know, puts his foot down and says, well, not, not to a mixed audience, not, we're not having Mm -hmm. the kind of conference that you saw. It creates division. Uh, And Mm -hmm. women think, well, what are you sexist? Well, you don't. Yeah. And, and, and and so this is what I'm seeing at least. And then the women are um, oftentimes the drivers in, moving churches from the, those core convictions through uh, subtle changes like that, just because that's a, it it seems small, but it's, it's a challenge to the authority of God's word, not to men, but to to men too, but the authority of God's word and what he has to say. Um, So, so you didn't mention, I I thought it was interesting. You didn't mention Joyce Meyer. She's one of the big ones, I thought. Is she, do you focus (laughs) on her at all?
1: No, I just kind of think well, she's obvious.
0: She's obvious. <laughs> you know? Is that what it is? Okay.
1: So <laughs> yeah, it's a little. But that's because, I, well, honestly, I kind of put her in the more word of faith kind of camp. And I'll get to that that type of uh, theology eventually, I hope to. But uh, Joyce Meyer, for me, yeah, she is a big one. Uh, speaks to men all the time and even has a um, video in which they've asked her that question. And she's just like, well, God called me, you know. <laughs> A <laughs> type right. of mentality so uh, but at this point where just kind of where my pod because it's still kind of new it's two years old i've just kind of been led more towards um if gathering and from there the more seeker sensitive social gospel has just right. been more out of it like i don't know that i can see any social gospel from joyce my- meyer yet and that's just because i haven't done a whole lot of study It's not saying yeah. that she doesn't somehow preach that or teach that women don't preach, but yeah, let
0: let me read for you. This is on the if gathering website then. So we're, we won't go to the, the, the the really out there ones like Joyce Meyer, but if gathering, you know, is very, um, as you said, subversive because it, it does appeal to women who attend more conservative churches. And, Mm -hmm. um, it says discipleship is what we're about. This is what they're, what they're, uh, what, what we're about section, uh, our vision. And it says, um, we believe discipleship is the way Jesus said the world will change. Now, already, I, yeah. well, Mike, I haven't even gotten a sentence in. Yeah, I mean, discipleship is important, but the, the world, the as, as it's a means to an end. Now, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not an end in and of itself to dis, to make disciples. Now, it's a means to changing the world. Change the world, right? yep. Life yep. on life, coffee dates in living rooms in local churches. You know, guys are already tuned out studying yeah. God's word together making disciples who make disciples. The reason we gather is because we actually want to live out what we say we believe. We want to come together as a generation to live out what he has called us to do. Um, We gather because we need each other. We equip because we need to understand who God is and we unleash you to your places because you are the most effective way to spread the message and hope of Jesus Christ. One more sentence. There will be a day when we are together in heaven and we're looking back at the work we did together. And if gathering is about this dream and what could Make the most of the time we have to build the kingdom of God. So there, there's like, I'd say 80% of that at least is sounds great.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, but there's there's certain words though that jump out to me, obviously changing the world. So using discipleship yeah. as a means to this end really bothers me. Uh, and then it, it's, um, it, 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 it's focused like the word dream kind of jumps out to me. Um, this, uh, unleash, uh, we, we unleash you to your places. <laughs> Yeah. where it, there's I don't know what it is about some of these terms but they I don't see them in guys ministries or, or mixed ministries but um, but in women's ministries there's like this like we're gonna empower you like right mm-hmm. like, like, we're gonna empower you and then unleash you like you're gonna yes. get your charge from right. coming to our thing like if you need your boost this is where you come to get your boost mm-hmm. Is it teaching reliance on their ministry? as instead of a reliance on the word of god is that the subtlety here that i'm picking up on
1: yes and i think uh you hit a lot of what seeker sensitive churches and it, because it's more about your purpose now it's not about obedience to god as god called us you know in the great commission to uh, go and make disciples and Teach them to obey all that God has commanded. Now it's go and make disciples, and especially among women, it's about making women leaders. It's that is a huge, huge thing. The word "leader" for women, as if um, I really do kind of take offense to it a little bit because it's it's an, a secret, sneaky undermining. Of our role in the home and the importance of women and training up their children and being the helpmate to their husband and the ministry in the home as the focus, where that's what the Bible describes our calling is. They push their call, the calling to discipleship and not that women can't evangelize and can't d- disciple other women. It's not the Titus 2 discipleship. It's a um it's a a, more of evangelizing uh, to bring women into the church but without evangelizing um one of the things i did notice about women's ministry when i was in it is the idea of uh, evangelizing was giving my testimony so it wasn't giving the gospel the actual proclamation of a finished work um Mm -hmm. in christ a, a a historical event For my sins. It was, what is God doing in my life right now? How is God changing my life right now and making me better, right? So, it's about works and and how he's called me to this great, you know, work service to the homeless or uh, in Jenny Allen's, you know, the sphere there, and called me to the work of um, discipling other women. Um, So, yeah there's just it's it's very very sneaky in 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 all that and one of the things that she says on that website also just flat out um was that discipleship is god's means by which he changes the world and there's a slight truth to that right but our goal is not changing the world and, and then that's where all this social gospel really comes in. And that's why you see a lot of what her connections are with people like be the bridge, uh, Latasha Morrison, and you have Matt Chandler who comes in and David Platt who comes in and Eugene Cho. I never pronounce his name. Right. <laughs> but um, so more social gospel oriented speakers. Right. right. Um, So that's really where the problem lies. It's, it's it's it, not a blatant in your face, um, we're going to just ignore Titus too, but it's never talked about. Well, it's it, never the focus.
0: The word generation also sticks out to me uh, in that it says that uh, we want to come together as a generation to live out what he has called us to do. And I, if you go to, um, I think it's their beliefs, you, you see that word come out again, generation. I'm looking for it. Maybe it's not in beliefs, but. Uh, th- that's kind of a buzzword. You don't hear that as much in men or mixed ministries. Um, I don't know what that exactly entails, but my suspicion is maybe there's a it, 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 that that becomes the corporate uh, body that you have an allegiance to, an identity in, a uh, calling to reach. So it, it's your generation. And, and this is specific, this seems like it's in the context, it's about women, the women of, of a generation. But not yep. the family, not your local church, yep. right? So, so, so there's it, it's a separation you, you from those things that actually will fulfill you more that God has ordained for you to be uh, integrated into, and now you're detaching yourself to do something so much bigger, so much more important, yep. so much more, uh, you know, uh, fulfilling that you would be able to reach a generation. Uh, yep, and empower yourself to unleash yourself. To right, you, you, you're almost here. Superhero language. It's uh, uh, you can be a su- superhero in, in a sense, and uh, and, and it does seem glamorous. I, I kind of get it. Like I kind of see yeah. why women would uh, want that especially if your life consists of mommy why is the sky blue you know (laughs) you know and and then it's like I just want to be empowered and unleashed right so so how do you I'm curious personal question here but so so you probably feel the appeal to this so and and you know what I'm talking about with the ordinary uh, patterns of life and maybe how that can can sometimes be somewhat boring and so forth how how do you combat maybe in your own head, this temptation?
1: Oh, scripture. Okay, (laughs) I can't help it. Um, scripture, that's probably one of the biggest things that, um, I would say, uh, having right theology really changes your view about, um, what God has called women to do. So if you have a right theology, especially, um, that God is sovereign, that He, um, that it salvation is His work, um, and that what He has called women to in ministry of the home, that it really is, uh, <laughs> to use their language, uh, world changing. Then ye- and ye- not just world changing, eternal. That mm-hmm. it, uh, the work of the home is an eternal work. It, it changes everything. Um, when it's, when you start to hear the world telling you or um, such a ministry like this telling you that you need to go out there and, and do your good works. Um, then uh, yeah, you, you feel like you won't ever match up one because you, you are you are replacing one work, for another, the, the work of serving your home and stuff like that and going out and serving the world. And not only that, you, you're um, not focused on your relationship with your husband. You're not focused on your relationship with your kids. You're not really focused on taking care uh, of the home and making it you know, a, a place uh, ho- hosting for other people, ministry from the home, st- stuff like that. Um so how do I per- yeah personally scripture if i am in the word and i and i am reminding that like, cuz this was a big issue for me homeschooling i've homeschooled it was never my intention um but i started homeschooling and you do feel uh again to use their words restless and and discouraged and just hidden you feel like you're the person behind all of it, well, everybody gets to go and do their great uh, stuff for the world. And here it is here at home, just doing the minuscule, teaching your kids and stuff like that. But getting into the word and especially sovereignty of God and just realizing that God has called you to that, that's what draws me back to the, the heart of my children and to my husband and and wanting to be submissive. And then I start to see what God is doing uh through my submission and through my service to my kids and through homeschooling and 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 your faith builds you don't get that if you're focused elsewhere it's more self-centered well if <laughs>
0: if you're dependent on the if gathering or you know some spiritual high for your charge uh that is a great business model cuz then it creates it dissatisfaction until the next time and then you you'll think I'll get my buzz now and um so that's, I mean, it's brilliant. I, I suppose it's making money and I suppose it's uh, you know, exerting influence because of that. But but it would lead to just more dissatisfaction based on what you're telling me. Um,
1: it did for me, at least. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't involved with IF gathering, but even women, not that I'm saying women shouldn't be involved in church ministry and women's ministry themselves. It just has to be placed in the right uh, view. The moment I start, uh, which I did, it was about my purpose and getting other women evangelizing to other, not that that's bad we don't want to ignore that but um i was dissatisfied in the home and so my dissatisfaction in the home uh leads me to act in certain ways that are not loving towards my home and towards my husband
0: when you get into some of these materials is purpose when they say talk about purpose is that something that's so unique and and tailored to you that it's it's like um it, it, it's a mission to find it. And and everyone's got a sort of a, a different one, in, as opposed to focusing on the the more broad categories that God has given to women in general, right? That you you are just mm-hmm. focusing on that. That's why you see your rooted in scripture, you see your role, you see what God has called you to do. But in, in these situations, like the if gathering, um, is it, the impression you get that the, uh, that your purpose is this really unique thing that, Man, you got to go on a journey to find that. Like it, it yeah. it's like the rainbow. It just always kind of escapes you, and you think you have it. And
1: yeah, it's like um, I don't know if you've ever. I'm sure you've read the Purpose Driven Life. It's really that. It's that's uh, the driving. Um, uh, teaching underneath it that, uh, especially for women. And here's one of the things. Um, so I had a, a pot, my very first episode for my podcast, I listed, I think five things that I saw wrong with women's ministry, where it was going wrong. And that one, uh, was the first one was feminism and the, uh, the, the roles are equal. So you, you are, um, equal in, in roles and, um, which which then equals to your worth. But underlying that, to, to justify that, because the Bible doesn't teach that, the Bible says that there are different roles, you have to ignore that. And so women are either going to twist scripture or uh, to justify the work outside of the home, the ministry outside of the home. And to do that, they have to receive special revelation. Now, it's not like they're speaking to God or God is speaking to them in an audible voice, but it's a feeling, or you say, oh, I'm really, really talented in this. Um, I'm a great speaker. You know, God has obviously gifted me with speaking talent. So I'm going to go use that to preach. I mean, that's a lot of the arguments that you hear. So it is kind of some sort of special revelation, whether that's through a feeling and inclination or visibly seeing my talents, uh, stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so th- th- that's good. What, what do you say to someone who is single, though? Because uh, I'm, I'm wondering if some of the developments in, in women's ministry is the result of a rising tide of single uh, Christian women. Uh, and I don't have stats in front of me. I just know mm-hmm. from personal observation that the complaint that you, you can't find a good guy um, for women who even you know, want to get married uh, I think there 's a rising tide of Christian single men as well but uh but but specifically women who um w- what do they have they have their careers i mean this is dissatisfying too because yeah
1: right. it,
0: it, we're you 're not designed necessarily to uh those maternal instincts aren 't really going to be exercised uh and and w- so what do you say because my heart goes out to some of these, and, and I know some very well meaning wonderful Christian women who want to submit to yeah. scripture and I can see a message like this being appealing. Like, you know, you're dissatisfied. You haven't found the man you want and uh, you don't have a home and and kids, but uh, Hey, um, you can come and get your buzz here and, and, and find your purpose. Uh, you know, what, what do you say for them to find their, their, I don't know, uh,
1: ministry. ministry, Yeah. 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 Womenhood in that regard. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I think one of the, Really, uh, um, the things about IF Gathering is you mentioned about the generation and the talk of generations. They really hit college campuses um, because of the online ability. They have a lot of uh, IF Locals on college campuses. So, yeah, you're right. Um, it does appeal. And and I have uh, I would encourage a single woman in this way that their service at this point, you know, being away from the, the home, say they're in college now, their service is to their church, to serve in in the walls that are called to women in the church um, institution. I have another, in, in my first podcast, I differentiate between church institution and the church Catholic. So it, you can serve your church in the in the roles and the ways, ad, administration, secretarial work, um, cleaning, um, service to the older women, to widows, all, all of it. So you can serve in that regards. But your ultimate end, where where you um, should be looking at in, in planning for the future, is that you that God m- um, may call you to have a family. and may call you to have. Uh, children, so like Titus two uh, states, the older women are to be training the the younger generation, and that's what you don't have in churches, especially seeker sensitive churches. Um, you have y- young adults, which we were heavily involved in the young adult group as me and my husband, and it's a mixed group, and it's always about your purpose. It's always about um what you're going to do out in the world and stuff like that. But you need to have something for those single women, especially coming. Uh, I think churches need to start in their teens for women, the older women who are, have been married for a certain amount of time to be training them to love husbands and love children, be pure, kind, working at home, submissive to, to husbands, all, all of that so that they can come into marriage with a more biblical view. Mm-hmm. um i think that would be very helpful to have and not only that i i i would think what's needed too is for men to be training the younger men the teen, instead of all this um these teen youth groups uh on games and you know uh finding their purpose and dealing with culture which i think it's important uh we don't. We do a disservice when we don't train them up for marriage and family life. And I think that's why we have a, a, a homeschooling is starting to become a boom because I think people are starting to see that. Uh, yeah, the Bible t- tells us to train our children and not give them over to yeah. Caesar. But it's taken so long because and, and has led us down this path, and it's obviously affected our culture in so many ways. Um, handing our kids over to the government, and because of that, that's where we're at. but people are starting to see it and start to go back to scripture, uh, both husbands and wives and fathers and mothers going and training their kids. But if we prepared them for that, I don't think we would be so much in this situation, at least not in the church.
0: yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, if people want to go if if uh, people are listening in now uh and I want to know where to find out more about this ttew.org ttew.org you have several teachers that we haven't even gotten to which is fine but I think this has been good to just uh, shine a little bit of a spotlight on uh, an area that I don't focus on a whole lot and um, I assume it's it's going to women's ministries is it growing i would assume it's growing
1: Mm, yes yeah apart from the church it's growing apart okay so just an example uh jenny allen's uh this last year the 2023 if gathering conference hell um had 3,600 if locals that's individual spots that could have you can have two to twenty people in a home uh that can include churches that includes um College campuses, so thirty six hundred, if locals, covering all fifty states. Wow! And I think thirty six countries, right? Then the they're having they're coming up on their ten year anniversary. She is basically the the one of the biggest um. One of the biggest stadiums in Dallas, and I can't remember the name, has basically sold out. It was sold out the weekend of IF gathering, so you're which seated something like 45,000 people in the stadium. That's not going to include all the IF locals that will be uh, developed over the year. Okay, so wow. we're, we're talking huge. Yes.
0: Yeah, that that is a lot bigger than I would have thought. Um, man, there's so many things I could ask you about. It looks like, and I'm looking at your website right now. There's so many other names and I know you said you have more you're going to add. Uh, yep. thank you for doing this. Thank you for being a, a discerning voice in this, uh, realm where, you know, so many men I think are just, they're ignorant. Um, I, I would just encourage people go to the website, dot org. And I mean, are there ways that they can support you when they, when they go there or I don't know anything else you they want to
1: <laughs> they can pray for me. They can email me if they have any questions, especially in regards to certain uh, biblical women's biblical teaching. Um, I don't have any way of support just yet. I'm getting there. Um, so right now I'm just asking for prayers. I, I would love to have um, monetary support eventually because it is a lot of work. It's I spend oh, I'm sure, a lot I'm sure. of time researching all of this and oh, i'd like to continue yeah
0: yeah I, I know more than most how much research that can take yeah it, it would be you know and not not to put another thing on your uh, plate plate but it would be awesome if there was like a book right a comprehensive book of yours <laughs> but then it would probably go out of uh you, you'd have a, a number of new women ministry leaders coming in up and, and, and it, it wouldn't you'd have to update it every year or something but um, but having the podcast is great. It's a library of information, thoroughly equipped podcast. You can find it at org, And there's a number of episodes there about the If Gathering and uh, profiles on various uh, women's ministry teachers and so forth. And so, um, no, very helpful stuff. And uh, so I'm, I'm hoping I'll put the link in the info section for people thank who you. are listening and want to check it out. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate oh, it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much.